All right, you want to do the song or what? No such thing as art. This episode of No Such Thing as Art is brought to you by McFleshman's Brewing Company, a family-owned and operated brewery and tap room located in downtown Appleton. They have been brewing English real ales and German lagers since 2017 and serving them year-round in their English-style tap room and in their German-style Biergarten during the warmer months. McFleshman's Stout Day program is exploring new ways to support local arts and area podcasts, as well as nationally known media outlets whose content and missions they support. The program culminates on Stout Day, March 26th, when the last of the six Imperial Stout variants is released in the tap room. Come down to the brew house to see how McFleshman's Brewing Company has been respecting the beer since 2017. Hi, I'm Ross Huff. Hello, hello. Hey, I'm Tommy, I guess. And this is No Such Thing as Art. Another episode. Another one. We're keeping coming at you guys. And uh, speaking of, of uh, coming at you guys, we've been getting out in the public doing shows and stuff. And uh, Yeah, things things are things, happening in events. Yeah. We got events. The big thaw is coming. Yeah. I, I really I, I think that uh, everyone's excited for the big thaw. Things are lining up with that, I know, right away. But even so, like even before, like, I had just had a show at uh, Misfits, in all honesty, I didn't do so hot. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it was it was a little bit... Uh, well, hey, in all honesty, <laughs> you're not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like, I actually, uh, I had a couple of uh, things that didn't hit with that crowd, but yeah. it, uh, yeah, especially when I started talking about Avery, like my daughter. Oh, they um, were, yeah. That oh, really, yeah, yeah, you were saying they were offended yeah. for you. Yeah. And they were I, offended you know, by you and for you. By me and for me. And, like, that's what, incredible. What gets me is like when... Uh, I, what I, I have that when um, I do certain jokes about her and stuff, and it actually helped me rewrite one of my jokes, looking at kind of how the reaction of that crowd was to it. I did have um, quite the mounting task ahead of me because there was people coming into the bar like as I was going, and increasingly we're getting like other people going, talking and stuff, <laughs> and it just so I was trying to shut everybody up and. With doing that, sometimes you alienate your crowd. Did you start talking shit? I didn't talk too much shit. I did a little bit. Did they hear you talk they shit? They heard me talk shit. And actually, the one, the two guys I talked the most shit to loved me. And they were all like, woo! Like, <laughs> drunkenly, like... Yeah, they, they were know, honored to be part of your yeah, set. Yeah, <laughs> it was, too. You could tell. They were just like, hey, how how can I be part of this? <laughs> I, I actually, uh, I, I did let them become part of it by just ripping on them and pointing them out right away. It's cool. It's always cool when, when uh, that can happen and people enjoy it and have fun and it. Yeah. It ends up being a positive result, you know. Yeah, I really think that uh, after after my set, actually, the 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 room turned around, so that was nice to see. Um, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> after some like actual funny people got up, and people actually started listening. So, but yeah, you. Uh, you have a show coming up actually with yeah Kate yeah the band's got uh, we got. One definite show coming up and a couple others in the works coming into the uh, 
warm season, which is great because that means outdoor shows. Uh, but we have one at the train station on April 23rd. Uh, pretty excited for that. Uh, <clears throat> it's going to be with Elmer Glueskin and Holly and the Nice Lions. Uh, $5 cover, 6 p.m. doors. And the address is 302 South Story Street in Appleton. So come check it out. Give us a listen. Have fun. Enjoy the new space. It's It'll be a good time. It should be fun. Yeah. The, the uh, big thaw should have hit by then, so it yep. should be pretty, you know, getting to be nice out. It should be, yeah, it'll be a good time. Starting to get there, definitely. One thing I like about the, uh, is the venue, um, the train station, which we've recorded there a couple, uh, couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah uh, we'll actually be doing an episode with Levi here coming up. Yeah. We, uh, we had, uh, Trevor actually, Klumpner, started, um, on the, uh, the the Tuesday yeah Tuesday yeah is that every Tuesday it's I think it's every Tuesday now but I think the second Tuesday of the month so what's he doing the first Tuesday is uh, improv but yeah it's it's all every Tuesday there's something going on like comedy workshop yes that's awesome um, definitely and uh, normally I think it's about a seven thirty start on that one and there was a comedy uh, show there uh, last week or not too long ago yeah yep yeah I would I just did that one. That was a lot of fun. Um, the the room was uh, room was pretty packed. Levi and the the band were there watching and stuff too. I got to go and hang out with them afterwards. Awesome! That's so that sweet, was man. that was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, Travis, our uh, our uh, sound engineer, he was there as well um, with his girlfriend. They were came and saw the show. It was I think one of the first times he's ever seen like my actual routine and stuff. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Let me guess. He thought you were funny, right? Yeah, he thought it was hilarious. I know. Doing I, I was just saying, like, <laughs> <laughs> can't trust him. <laughs> no, that's uh, funny. But yeah, uh, it, it's just such a cool, such a cool venue, and it's cool that uh, Trevor's got that. Speaking of open mics, we're actually producing one now. Where we, uh, it's been an open mic that I've been hosting for a while, but um, some people who were involved backed out, and uh, now I'm pretty much. Uh, it's me and uh, Adam Whitney, yeah, and uh, as hosts, yeah, and uh, it's no such thing as arts uh, open mic comedy yeah. open mic on Mondays. Pretty cool, pretty cool to be uh, getting involved with more community events, you yeah, know, uh, from this side of things, and uh, and just you know getting our name on some stuff and helping other people, you know, just keep expanding the platform of which we create for artists to have space to do their stuff you know yeah and the hopes honestly is like to eventually continue working with this um more and more to get uh more venues involved do more like uh, open mic music um even uh like uh, calvarius fine fusions um it's every other thursday so you'd have to look online to see what thursday they just had it this thursday which is uh march 10th so if, if it's every other Thursday from here, it uh, you figure that out. Yeah, you do, the math, yeah. you do the math. <laughs> it's, if, but it's, if you don't know, ask an adult. <laughs> Calaveras Fine Fusion, downtown. Uh, yeah, and they're open to uh, not just music. Or, no, anything. Yeah, poetry yeah, right. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that, that's, a really, that's a really cool thing. They have a, a rotating um, host for that. They have people coming in. Actually, Sean Patrick Moore <gasps> will be coming in. In April, and I believe to host an be, open mic. Yes, He's coming uh, all the way back for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got him on a show actually uh, later on that. So uh, on the seventh, he's going to be at Calaveras, um, 
hosting the uh, open mic. Okay. And then uh, I will have him on in uh, Green Bay at the Jam Rock on April 9th. I'd just uh, like to make a note that he will he will not be on this show. No, we will never have him on the podcast until, unless... No, fuck that guy. He acts, actually, he actually, <laughs> he actually mentioned the podcast to someone and, like, tagged our names and everything, which is funny because, like, he claims he doesn't listen, but we know you're listening, you fucker. We, know, we can hear you, your heavy breathing that you need to put on your CPAP mask. I can smell your presence. That's why. <laughs> Speaking of which, his uh, van, he just had the uh, engine go out on that, so he's got a... Money being raised for him. Don't donate money to him, please. Um, so, we <laughs> no, seriously, Sean Patrick Moore. Look him up on Facebook, and if you're willing, like the guy's the guy's hard up. He's living out of his van. He's out in California, and he's kind of funny. He is. He's actually pretty funny. He's got an album kinda. out. I said kind of, kind of. All right, it's he's like kinda. a carry away. <laughs> he's got an album out. Um, it's on uh, I- iTunes. Everything uh, you can find it on. It's Sean Patrick Moore. And that name of the album is Nothing Special. Um, we actually got to see that live. That was a lot of fun. I'd just like to note that this wasn't a shout-out. No, this was not. Ross far just from can't it. stop talking. I just, I'm just finding things to fill this uh, void we call. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, what yeah, else we got? We, uh, we um, are looking to actually do more remote on-location podcast episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's some exciting news. Yeah, uh, like, we got a couple interviews coming up. Maybe mm-hmm. one from a tattoo shop. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna try. Uh, now that we have a mobile setup, uh, to do some more uh, remote interviews in, um, I guess, more adequate atmospheres, and uh, and that'll mean you know more photos and videos on the Facebook page. And yeah, I'm hoping to like capture more of that little little blurps actually of uh, episode. Um, uh, little interviews that we're going to do on hopefully Stout Day. That'll oh, yeah, that's going to be uh, kind of a special episode. Yeah. Once we get that done, but that'll be an interview with uh, all the brewers that are going to be there. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. if you're interested in craft beer and the art of brewing, uh, check that out. They're all local brewers, uh, they've all created stouts for the event. That's really exciting. Yep, that'll be on March 26th at McFleshman's uh, Brewery. Do you have a time on that? Um, it actually starts at like two p.m. Yeah, two to six. Yeah, right? two to six, and you need to pick up tickets in order to uh, to go. So, but if you go to McFleshman's and buy their um, array of beers, including our own beer that um, that they made, which are all Imperial Stouts, different variants from the original that they made. Um, there's five of them right now, and the sixth will be released on Stout Day, like I had mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Um, ours is actually a vanilla Imperial Stout, and it is delicious. And it packs a punch, man. Oh, yeah. Yep. We had to try one of the chocolate ones on an episode that got lost in the abyss, but <laughs> we're actually back at yeah, the it's, uh, it's here tasty, ready to record um, another episode with these guys, so we're excited to dive into that. Um, we are here with uh, Alex Schultz. Where and are we here? Bobby Fleshman, and we are actually in McFleshman's Brewery. Yeah, this is cool. We got an on-the-spot uh, recording. We're it's doing. pretty cool being here. Yeah, that's for sure. No, and it's it's definitely we, we get to actually look at the beautiful uh, stained glass that you guys have for a backdrop. Yeah, the whole atmosphere. It's uh, pretty. It's a lot cozier than my basement <laughs> if, yeah. if you get a sample beer this is the only way to do it yeah yeah right. it felt uh i don't know i feel like the basement setup and the beer that we 
we had prior it wasn't working you know it was well a it's good when you, get that, you get that good you know crack and you get that little there you go. Oh, there it but is. That does not compare to a fresh pour off the tap. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee you. Yeah. No, and that's what's nice. Uh, we, we had uh, actually recorded this episode and uh, unfortunately uh, had a little bit of a corrupt file issue, but now we actually get to taste the beer out of the tap, which is something that your wife was very adamant on. Like, right. It's just not the same. Like, Out of the tap is way better. So, so did she sabotage the recording? That, it might have been. <laughs> no, she maybe, have. maybe she we'll call that one. Like she put a lot of work in, so she maybe didn't want to. Yeah. We'll call that one a wet run versus a dry run. Yeah, right. right, right. <laughs> we were all a little wet by the end of that one. Yeah, uh, I was Oh, it. that was fun. Yeah, definitely. You ended with the the, uh, the stouts, you know, that's the finishing move right there. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I was getting a little uh, loose at the end of that. <laughs> that was <laughs> perfect. Podcast. Make, yeah. We'll, we'll got, see if we can get you there again. So. Definitely uh, Google eyes right. for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Bobby, this is, uh, this is your bar here with your wife. Yeah. Um, so you want to give us a little bit of a, a background on... Uh, what yeah, just started with this here. So it all started in 2006. Actually, we planned on opening a brewery. Uh, from that far back, we lived in Oklahoma. We ended up going to—I did anyway—to brewing school in California some nine years ago. And after that, uh, she's an academic. I'm an academic. We both found a job at Lawrence University, and also we found a community that, that likes beer. Nice. So, so in Appleton, so that yes. so we this is the spot we wanted to to land for both of those reasons. That's that definitely could, something we like here. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. right. It wasn't it wasn't quite throwing a dart at the wall kind of situation on a map, but it was. Yeah, it was where do we go to find a both an of those edu- things? Uh, institute of higher education or higher learning, and uh, then where do we go to where we, where we can open a brewery and sell beer? And yeah, things. and there were a few options on the table, but this one, like I said, they had quite a thirst for beer and we and thought there, there was still room for a good for a craft brewery here too yeah definitely i f- feel like you guys kind of paved a, a path yeah. coming in you know and doing doing things the way you've been doing them um and influencing other people around to start you know like the eco-friendly stuff the small changes like that but yeah it's uh it's really cool to take i guess to have you guys in the community and and have your involvement and enthusiasm for the community and as that's well. really the ethos of craft beer is community uh within the craft beer world but also you know the community within which they operate sure yeah. so yeah that drew me to it professionally it's one of the reasons that we got into it is to make some changes yeah, yeah. very cool that's awesome so bobby you you, f- you knew where you're going came to appleton but how'd you find this building i guess that's kind of oh, the next yes. one yes so the location yeah the location uh, people wonder, sometimes they, they, they think that there's some standoffish relationship with our neighbors. Our neighbors are a brewery here too, uh, Appleton Beer Factory. Uh, we, we actually chose it because they're here. Uh, we thought there was their strength in numbers. Yeah. Uh, we, we chose it for that reason. They're actually our first, they're, they're our adopted family. Uh, Very cool. The first people we got to know when we moved to town. And uh, the rest is sort of history. You know, we talked over beers on how cool it would be to open a brewery next door to them. We've been talking about this since 2012, 2013. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, we did it. But also we like the property because we have a nice space outdoor uh, that makes way f- or makes uh, good outdoor music. It's really close to downtown, but not right on the main street. Yeah. 
so that's a nice uh that's nice and also again back to the relationship we have with the with the brewery next door we we share equipment and ideas and ingredients and it just logistically made sense yeah yeah that's cool i think Mm -hmm. that uh i think that that's starting to become more common uh around this area you know um but just to see people being able to to do that to come together and uh yeah create something better than they could if they were alone for sure I think that's really cool. As far as the building itself, maybe worth mentioning. Well, yeah, you got to get into yeah. you know, what you did with, I guess, well, the history of the place and then how it became what it is right yeah, now. Yeah, from so the photo to what we're sitting in. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you walk in here and it feels like it's a it's been this way for, since forever. But yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that's what I noticed right away. Like, I came down here, it was for an um, ice sculpture event. Like, there was a bunch of ice sculptures downtown, and one of the first stops they suggested was stopping here and then going along and doing that. I don't know if you guys were involved, like, as sponsors or something uh, Not this that. year, but we have been, yeah. We have been. Mm-hmm. I, noticed, mm-hmm. I think this was last year's, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was so cool, because when I came in here right away, I remember telling the girlfriend, I'm like, oh, this, this place has got to been, you know, this place is, looks like it's been here forever. Like, That's a high compliment. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah. it's it definitely just has that feel as soon as you walk in. Like, I never even knew about this place. How long has it been here? Right. You know? And uh, it it's just great that that's the kind of feel that you're able to 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 get off of this. So now let's hear the story about how that uh, all came. Well, to be. my my wife is Irish. Her name her last name is McCoy. Mine is Fleshman. That's our whole story in terms of the name of this place, McFleshman's. Uh, but she she wanted and I did too to replicate sort of that experience you might find in Ireland. She's she's been there several times. So we wanted to build a pub that sort of captured that really and this is not something you do when you go into a pandemic but we wanted to, but we wanted to build a space where it was really cozy it's really small in this room uh but but not overly so it brings people together over pints and you inevitably inadvertently are having conversations with people of, of different backgrounds and all of that just really struck us and and also yeah the backdrop is that it feels like it's old it feels like it's been here forever it's got a ton of character yeah and then i'm looking behind you guys right now on our wall each item has a story right and that's we wanted we we imagine in 20 30 years that that you won't even see the paint on the walls yeah because it'll be covered with with layers and if you go to these irish pubs you see pictures and newspaper clippings and items that have some weird background that you don't know unless you ask somebody and it's just layered right there's not enough wall to tell the story so we're hoping that we get to that point in our lifetimes and beyond here. We, we built a, a business to, uh, for the long haul. You know, yeah. this is physically, the structure is way overbuilt. I can promise you. <laughs> uh, but, but then, you know, we're trying to build a story here. Uh, we bought it. It was nearly, uh, it was nearly condemned when we bought this place. Yeah. We didn't know much about it, but, uh, as we, we, we did buy it, we saw the potential for it to be a brewery. Uh, we had to do a background uh, survey on it. Turns out it was a dairy in 1914. Wow, uh, that's pretty Wisconsin in and of itself. Yeah. And it was so old that they didn't even have like modern refrigeration. They use ice cubes, the ice blocks <laughs> to to chill their 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 milk and so forth. Uh, so it was a dairy, and and there was a front uh, store that people would come in and get their their milk and what have you. And then on the side street, there was places where trucks would load up with the milk and go around town. So the, the tankers move in, they package it all here, and then they would deliver it. Huh, then it became a brewery in 1933, and that's when Prohibition ended. So all this packaging equipment was repurposed for that reason. Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, I, we have evidence it was actually in 1931, because we, when we were renovating. <laughs> Turns out, if you're paying your taxes on beer, Wisconsin let it slide, that it was <laughs> illegal federally to make it. Okay. Uh, there's, a, there's a whole history here. So those are 
those are like the first two businesses and you cannot get any more more Wisconsin yeah, than, right, than those suppose. two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, you fast forward and there's been about eight different beer distributors here. And now we're the, I think there's seven different. So we're the ninth beer related business to be in this building. That is crazy. That's yeah. Crazy and, and to bring it all full circle, we actually have one tank that's a dairy tank built in 1978. <laughs> and uh, we, we refitted it and everything. You can actually see beer being made inside that tank, oh, inside cool. of a room. Uh, on display for anyone to see all the time. But that goes full circle, right? Now we're using tanks that are from the dairy industry to make beer. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. And it's kind of cool to see, like, you know, uh, the different ways that you guys nod or acknowledge uh, a lot of the roots of these things that, you, that you're incorporating into this. Yeah. Uh, you know, from the, from the beer in the dairy tank to the bees, and uh, it's just, it's all really cool to be right here in this environment it, it, you could call it an obsession i'm yeah. obsessed with details yeah yeah I'm building a story here well and what what's beautiful too is the uh the art that goes behind each and every one of these beers and how it definitely it gives a face to the beer itself this is like, where alex comes into play yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so we have like i said we have alex here as well and uh you're the one that's uh kind of um gathering these artists to uh display on the cans then and the bottles for uh for what and now what goes into that exactly like when you do you try the beer and go oh i have the perfect artist for this uh, <laughs> no i think each one is just a little bit different sometimes i have artwork or artists that i have in mind for something other times it's like oh i need to find an artwork that exists or <clears throat> something that fits with the identity of the beer so i mean each one just has a slightly different uh path to realization um but but typically what we're trying to do with these art labels is create uh, a little bit more uh, identity, as you say, to the beer. So like our Hildy, which is, uh, uh, you know, this artwork of uh, Hildy from De Berg, from, I'm going to screw this up. Uh, von Hildegard Bingen. von Bingen. Yeah. Um, who was the first one to, uh, am- among other things, uh, recognize hops and scientifically sort of... Uh, so we'll break break it down. In feminist circles, she's she's sort of a, an icon, but yeah, she's she's done a lot of stuff. Botanist, musician. But yeah, so <clears throat> that was I think the second label we did. And that was from uh, a local artist, Corey uh, Durfus. Actually, she's from Green Bay area. Um, but that was one of those situations where I knew the artist. I'd, I'd worked with her before, and I said, you know, we have this Hildy. I think because of the things you do, she does this postmodern. Uh, I'm trying to think of the exact terminology, but. Um, She'd done some things with female faces, and I thought she's the perfect one for this label. So the kind sometimes they work out really well. Like I know instantly who I'm going to ask to do the label, and we have a conversation and get it done. Other times, just it takes a little bit of sussing out to figure out who's going to be on sure. the label. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I actually got to look at um, more of Corey's art, and she definitely has a very unique style uh, and a very distinct style. You can definitely tell it's her art. My sister was actually showing me her art and i was like i've seen that style you know like yeah, that, that pop surrealism ago. is out there it's been out there for a while but she just does an incredible job of yeah it, so. definitely very cool she's um i had her in uh i have this little series of art vending machines so she was part of that uh, oh awesome been part of that for a couple of years and she did these little artworks of cats uh, oh okay uh they were all like rock t wear rock t shirts. So oh, part very of that machine. Cool. So she was a, she was an automatic. Another one of my artists that I love, and we've actually gone back to is Leif Larson out of Oshkosh. So he did essentially our first label, which is the Pirates Cove label. Is it's this uh, crazy sort of pirate genie 
character, you know, very abstract, but very fun. And that's the nature of his stuff, very colorful. And so he did our, that first label for our Hellas Lager. And then I, we've brought him back now to, to do some refreshing because we're going to be releasing a, a mixed 12 pack. So uh, we're doing something with him for our new uh, Hazy. And we're doing something with him for our rebranded something amber, our amber beer. So that'll be something interesting to see when we get that all kind of packaged up again and on the shelf. But yeah, these artists, I mean, you know, they might get a little traction off the label, but I think they're all very eager to, because they know the story of McFleshams and what we're about. Yeah. They're all, they're always all in and, and they'd all do it for nothing if, if not for. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we can, we can definitely relate to the, uh, the excitement of supporting what you guys are doing here, you know? Yes, yeah, when when we were approached through the uh, Appleton podcast co op, I'd like to just give them a little shout out. Yeah, definitely. Um, they uh, they approached us about this opportunity with McFlushman's, and then he uh, the guy that um, running it came to me and said, "Hey, we think this would be a great interview for your guys' podcast because of like this very the art that goes into the beer and then the beer in general, which in and the community, aspect, yeah, the community's aspects amazing on it. That's definitely something that we've." We've really tried to uh, to push ourselves. Yeah, I think we've been able to adhere to, you know, like a big emphasis on local b- small-owned businesses and artists and people who are creating, you know. And I think that's, I, personally, I can say that's one of the reasons I'm excited to to be able to do the interview and to get to know you guys. Yeah. For sure. And, and so beer, it's funny you bring all this stuff up. Beer for me is, uh, it's my way of... of sort of being a musician without being having to be able to play i mean i do play a few chords and stuff but yeah i i don't have like the rhythm or the tone or whatever but but i do see constantly parallels and analogs with what we do and with music and that's you know back to another collaboration we have a lot of music musicians that frequent us and uh but yeah and i was also thinking about this analogy as alex was talking about who's my favorite label and i feel like that way when i talk about who's my favorite which is my favorite song uh, yeah, right. It's just kind of mood driven, you know, and that's flavors of beer. That's that's the art and the labels. It, all these things have parallels. They're they're not in silos. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah and Hildy is one of those. It has a personality, and so as we're talking, about, I just thought I'd pour a couple off for you. So we're gonna thank you. We're gonna sample the Hildy here because yeah. that's what we're we're about. And you can definitely smell the sweetness of the honey there. Wow. Yeah, yeah, for S- sure. Honey impression there. Yep. That's and so, so the first time we tasted this, and like. I this did, is yeah. This I is not, not your first time. You've done this before with the Hildy. Yeah, so, yeah. but still, like it's amazing. Like well, it should be a third time trying it's a different Hildy, taste. It's yeah. a different taste coming from the tap. Right? Yeah, it, the, the freshest smell. beer is yeah at the brewery. The, the, even fresher than that is directly out of the tank. Right yeah, <laughs> you'll see Bobby back there show. with a little spigot. And he's like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm gonna sample I, today. I yep. drink half my beer out of that spigot. Why is the why is the yield so low on this batch? Bobby's back there like doing quality control. QC baby. No, that smell that you're that you're, you're associating with honey there is is really that floral element of the hops. Yeah, and that, that there's no honey in it, even though it's on the label. That's I mean, well, I wonder if that's, the label. I wonder if that's what gets it in my head too. Then well. I mean, we, we have this big, you know, collaboration. Well, we, we try to, to support the local uh, pollinators. Yeah. And just a local university professor that, that's looking at Israel Del Toro that looks at like bees in an urban setting. So we work with him. He has a couple apiaries. Uh, we're kind of in, in limbo right now, but that'll come back again. Yeah. Uh, so it's part awesome. of our brand, so much so that the bees now, have, they appear on our logos. And yeah. we're using local honey in a couple of mm-hmm. different things. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, when Pollinator Week comes around in, in June, mm-hmm. late June, uh, we do a, a batch of uh, 
beer called Paul Enablers, and it uh, it incorporates uh, Dames Rocket and Dandelion. So it's been renamed to Dames and Dandies that yeah. comes oh, out. Very it's, cool. a, it's one of these short runs, sort of event related beers that we create, and um, it has a purpose, which is the really fun thing about uh, for me working with the breweries. We can always find little caveats and things to do with uh, these sort of one-off beers that we want to create but then we can actually find some uh, purpose to sort of dedicate them to and, and those are really fun collaborations because yeah, it's not just the beer we get to we get to move some money around and support uh, things that we really you know want to support yeah yeah I think it's a fantastic use of, of what you guys have created you know to be able to give back to the community and and, and um incorporate all the elements that you do in, in the whole process yeah so that label is i mean there's artwork on the wall from an acoustic artist out of stevens point jesse fritchie and uh yeah, she's okay. she's already done the dandelion and the bees and i've got another one here somewhere that shows the dame's rocket so i haven't created that label yet but i already have the artwork so yeah. that's one of those where we've had her here she's a she's does just tons of really incredible um you know, like super realistic and caustic artwork and her bees are our favorite thing so she was a natural and she's come here every year she's done demonstrations in our beer garden showing people how to use encaustic which is colored that's, wax that's to paint really cool. so she's just one of these people she's gravitated to us we've latched onto her and now we have this really great collaboration and she's always back and we're going to use her on our on our new pollinator label that's awesome well, it seems to be a running thing for you guys too that you find yourself connected to different community people and stuff like that i mean you definitely have a friend in us like after all this like and you definitely appreciate like everything that's come about it having <coughs> a logo on the beer and everything and these we'll talk a little more about stout day coming up but i just want to just briefly mention it now um it's cool like wh what you did there even with that series of stouts like definitely just shows like i say outreach and like definitely trying to bring together these different outlets like that yeah i think i think um the way you guys acknowledge different facets of the community and appreciate them uh, is, is is humbling for uh, everybody that's involved, from the artists well, to the people they're named after or inspired by. Yeah, and I, I, I tell people that we, we don't own a brewery so we can make better beer or to make more beer even. We do it because breweries, businesses in general, can do some things for the community, but it just so happens that breweries tend to do that better than a lot of other businesses uh, for whatever reason because people like to drink i was going to say yeah <laughs> yeah they're in the right state of mind and yeah. yeah uh but but yeah i i think that that was our intention we were we were we were trying and we don't do tips here i should mention that uh all of the tips that are left go to charities feeding america is our current one uh it's just it's yeah that's a, really cool just a totally different mindset from other businesses it's not the easiest one because the reason uh we are able to do no tips is because we we pay better than than most yeah. restaurants and bars uh but it's catching on it, it's taken a few years but it's catching on people are, are yeah and i think this yeah. area was overdue for uh just those kind of ideals and and thoughts thought processes you know and uh and a lot of people i think had those ideas but it was finding the right people to engage that kind of stuff uh, that starts the wheels moving, you know, and and I think that's great. I think it's really cool to see, and cool to be a part of. Yeah. Can I ask? So I would like to know um, what what kind of got you into into brewing. So I was an academic. I mentioned that earlier. I was actually in graduate school studying astrophysics. I was I was going on 
to uh, study Saturn and a few of its moons <laughs> and work on a few missions. Uh, that, that's it's a whole other podcast. Uh, <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> uh, but you know, as I needed something a little more tangible, so I picked up this hobby of brewing back in even 2005. A friend of mine was brewing, and and uh, so it was a hobby. With I had no fantasies of anything more than that. Didn't even know what there was more than that. But as I dug in deeper, it became more of an obsession, uh, <laughs> an outlet uh, for both the art and the science side of me. And, uh, and then I find that, in fact, I can take some of my training and apply it toward this industry. Yeah, it led me to cool. get my master's in brewing in California. And I was in Colorado for a little bit. Uh, eight years is not a little bit. <laughs> uh, and then uh, found my way here. But uh, yeah, no, it, it brings together all my background. I got a, I got a long story to tell, but it, but uh, it, this this business has brought together my entire background. I have a construction background, I have an academic background, and then this brewing background. It it all comes together here. It, it, it definitely brings it all together. Well. It totally does. So yeah, I, I want to know how we bring in the award winning pigs from. Some so shoulders brings there. everything together. So how okay. are you? Are you a good experience? pig caller? I'd like to know that first. <laughs> I'm not actually. Oh, okay. No, that, that might be a stereotype. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean I grew up on a farm uh, in Oklahoma, so uh, yeah, we raised pigs, we raised cows, and and I I contend I, I think that pigs have this. There's a paradox when it comes to pigs. They they are both the smartest animal I've ever encountered, but also the most delicious. So, <laughs> so they have never had a chance, I guess. But, but I know we raised them. So you see me, I actually I won some national state awards. I'm looking at one over, over the shoulders of you oh, guys. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, there's a few others around the room. I, I, I remember the first time I came <laughs> into the tap when I'm looking around at all that stuff on the wall. I'm thinking, well, this is pretty special. And then I see like three pig trophies. I say, what the fuck are these pig trophies about? Why are these on the wall? And then... You inspect I'm like, oh, okay. Now <laughs> but, I get. But that's it. the beauty of what I was telling about the walls and the stories. You know, each item can you can open up and tell hours worth of stories. Yeah, yeah. And I want to see that happen more and more. Yeah. The, the walls are way too bare yet for me. They're they're cluttered by some people's standards, but they're they're still too bare for me. I want to keep adding. Yeah. And I don't want to just go buy stuff that has no meaning. You know, just keep adding. Yeah, keep right. adding things that yeah. are actually meaningful mm-hmm. to it. I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And for so me, the fun, the fun stuff is that when we get these artworks for our labels, we actually get the originals, most of them, and we get to stick them on the wall, too. So when you walk through, there's some, there's some original pieces. Our very first label, the Pirate's Cove, we talked about before, it's, the artwork is right there. So you're like, oh, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, what, I, what I like, cool too, to even that. right here, you have a little thing for the Pirate's Cove. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the old so promos for the, for the actual bar. School. Yeah, so <laughs> for the listeners, Pirate's Cove used to be a bar that was once in the spot that now we take over with our beer garden so it was right next door burnt down in was it 80 mid 80s um but yeah one of the one of the first things we did is paid homage to that space and what that was before so yeah i think that's so cool so every every label has got a little history we try to do yeah even the names and stuff yeah yeah everyone triple The yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, so I, I wish I wish our brewers were here to help tell that story yeah. because that is named after the process that it takes to make it. Yeah. it it's it's uh, it is three debacles. So yeah. yeah, I can go into that, but the brewers would be better to tell that story. Yeah, yeah. Every one of these, uh, I'm staring at each one of them. I get to go on and on about any. Should one we of them. Uh, yeah. let's sample? Some, we should do a something amber or something else off the tip. I'll let you pour it, Bob, because okay. you know how to pour this stuff off tap. You guys, all right. I'll surprise you. Yeah, bring something over. We'll just 
We'll do it that way. Yep. And maybe when you come back, you can enlighten us on the art of the poor, too. That's, a, yeah, because every one of these uh, beers has a, typically has its own stemware to go with it. So different yeah. kinds of glasses do different things. And it's really all about uh, what you want to do with the foam on top and how long you want that to stay there. So some of these have, like, closed tops okay, um, to kind of keep that thing there for a little bit longer. And some of them are the opposite opening so it's it's about the aromas uh trying to inf- uh, effuse that to your nose and also trying to sometimes the glassware is meant to keep that head on a little bit longer so okay. i i know very little about it <laughs> these guys know a hell of a lot more than i do. yeah right bob, bobby can you like about that but yeah every one of those typically all of these and you'll see it on our label because you know you pick up a can off the shelf and it'll say what the abv is maybe the volume and and um uh, serving temperature, but no one tells you what kind of glass to put it in. Yeah, yeah. I but we do. Cool. We we yeah. put that on every single can. What we sell has like a, the little has a glass. On the what what should you put this in to really truly enjoy it? Because yeah. you know, like I say, each one has a purpose. They're not just for looks. Right. None of yeah. these. None of the stemware is for looks. Well, I know I'm going to have to get my own uh, personal set for at home of these cups because <laughs> that's <laughs> the we more, should do the, that. We should sell a set of stemware. Yeah. That's kind of specifies what it's it. yeah. Yeah, I think that I mean, would be we cool. We do sell a little. Uh, we do sell some branded stemware, but like a set would be really yeah. kind of fun. Oh, I would love that. Look how cute that looks in my hand. I know. That's so, <laughs> so Bobby just poured something, and I, I sh- I'm, I'm going to guess here, given the head, that this is our public house. No, it's not. Okay, what did he pour? So if you look at it, it's a little bit, a little bit it's dark, dark amber in the light, a little bit hazy. Even though it's dark, you can pick up on that. Yeah. It smells like banana. Oh, Uncle Weizen. Yep. Smells like uh, fresh bread out of the oven. Yeah, um, that's. Is this? The, yeah, you guys tried this one. The dark note. Dark note. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ta-da, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. So no, got it, man. Yeah. I do seem to remember a little bit of a story about why it has a banana taste. Yeah. So yeah, I thought we to contrast all these other ones we're drinking. Um, th- there's a yeast that was was uh, sort of selected in Germany that produces this banana flavor. It's not. There's no banana in, yeah. in the beer. Uh, and it's it's what makes for a Weizen beer. You see these Hefeweizens, or you see these Dunkelweizens, and uh, this is our Dunkelweizen. So dark, dark wheat. And it's phenomenal. It's so smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really popular. Yeah, and and we its sister brother whatever its sibling is a light version of this. Okay. And it's, and people right about now start clamoring for that one. And yet, as soon as we switch over to that light one, the they get really one? pissed off that we just <laughs> stop making the dark. So I love that there's this constant FOMO. There's there, people are always mad that we're moving on. Yeah. So, but 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 yeah, we'll we'll turn the page in a few weeks to the light one. But yeah, this is extremely popular. We're never going to be able to take this off tap. It, this has its its following for sure. And the light one is uh, Soderbrow, the Hefeweizen, mm-hmm. and that's named after the uh, Fox Valley Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, uh, that that collaboration happened uh, one night. Sorry. We, we sort of have a few. We have a, a couple of connections to the Fox Valley Symphony, but one day the conductor came by. He's he's German, and had been complaining about not finding a good Hefeweizen in the United States. And I was sitting on a recipe I'd been making it forever at home and and previous to opening a brewery, but I but I finally was ready to do it on the large scale. So he comes in with his, uh, through, through association, uh, we were kicking around this idea of doing a collaboration of some kind. And him and his, his fiance wrote some 
some tasting notes of all their favorite Hefeweizens and what they'd like to see. And it was almost, you know, at least on paper, what I had in, almost verbatim at what I intended to make. <laughs> wow. So I, I said, how about we, you know, maybe I made one little tweak. And how about we make this? And uh, so we made it and he came back and he tried it and he almost cried into his glass. Uh, but I needed a name, you know, subsequent to that, I needed a name. And I couldn't come up with a good one. So I thought about it for a while and I thought, why don't we just name it after this guy? You know, I didn't have a good one. Yeah. And his name is Kevin Suderlin and Suderbrow, uh, Suderlin Beer. Uh, let's just call it Suderbrow. And it's a, be, awesome. it'll be really difficult for people to pronounce. So that's always been sort of a, a hang-up point for this one. Uh, yeah, but that's ger- German words in general, though. It, it is. Honestly. <laughs> and, 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 in, and in Wisconsin, I don't think that there's an excuse for... I mean, there's such a, there's such a German heritage yeah, here. Yeah, right, right. So I'm okay with it. We just got to work on our branding of it. But it, it's, it's a stellar beer. I think it may be in the top two or three beers that we make. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Uh, it, it's abs- and this is, like I said, this one is also very good, but the light one is the one that, so that is named after him. Can yeah. you tell us what the differences are, are between the, this one and yeah. the light one? Yeah, so so when I write recipes, I, I tend to not open up any of my other recipes. I don't go look anywhere. I just grab a piece of paper. I come from my, I don't try to stick to any sort of stylistic guidelines. Yeah. I mean, I do conceptually, but I'm not looking at, okay, I need to do use 30% this, 20% that. I'm not, that's not how I'm writing it. Yeah. So this is going back to that analog to music. You know, I'm imagining songs or something like this too. Uh, but and then I, I basically sit down and wrote this recipe out of thin air. It had nothing to do with Sudabrow. So there's only spiritual inspiration here. Uh, this has a lot of chocolate malt. There's going to be some, uh, and chocolate malt is just as it sounds. It's going to taste like Baker's chocolate. Sure, yeah. Uh, we're going to use a little bit more of what we call, I think there's there's malts here that give you sort of a, I have to look at the recipe myself. I've slept on this. <laughs> uh, it's going to give you a little bit more caramel, a little bit more toasted bread notes. All those those two match with what your eyes see because your eyes take the first sip. Sure. So you want your your palate to to uh, comprehend yet that first sip. So you got to sort of think about the visual and the and the the aroma and the flavor all at once. So I'm not answering your question. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Did you I'm, get that now? No, it's all square. I'm just saying that these are they're spiritually inspired and it's totally different. Uh, this one's going to have a lot of chocolate malt and some uh, what are called. Uh, uh, like Munich malts uh, that are higher toast levels than you're going to find in your, your lighter beers. All German, though, at well, the end of the day. Let's yep. ask the reverse question. What makes them the same, then? Oh, the yeast. Okay. Start with that. Get that so banana. So you still get that banana flavor yeah. with the, with that, the light That bun. is a must. Yeah, that's for, definitely yeah, very... You've got to have that, that It stands animal. out right yeah, in yeah. front. Also, the, the process that we make this, never mind the ingredients. I always like to say the, the ingredients are almost... I don't want to downplay it, but they're almost the least important thing about any recipe. It's the execution of those ingredients. Sure. It's everything. Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, being a chef or f- food uh, in the food industry is a lot like that as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah so, so the process by which that. we go through to make the beers is, the, is precisely the same. Uh, and those steps are critical. That's temperature, it's pH, it's time, it's all these different variables. Uh, and that's where I think the similarities come through. And, and, I, and I do think that the ingredients play about third fiddle when you start looking at all of those other factors. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's, that's really cool and an interesting perspective for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's, it's the recipe, it's the process, and it's the things that you do it in. So, you know, we can step back to the pills and they're here. What's the, you know, and I'd, I'd like to just ask Bobby, what, you know, what's the system that we're doing? We have this 
pretty unique system that was actually built for doing very German style pilsners. And a, yeah, we heard a little bit about this yeah, for sure. That's give us a little history on the, on that system where it came from. And yeah, these podcasts could go on and on. <laughs> oh yeah, there's so <laughs> many stories. Uh, so the, our system was built 45 miles southwest of Prague, and uh, it was being decommissioned. It itself has a longer story to tell, but the the short version is uh, it, it's built to make German loggers, Czech loggers, and American systems are not. You can't do what we do with with our with our loggers in the U, with U.S. made system because those considerations aren't taken into account. Uh, so I was looking for one of these European made systems, and and there there were one of there were two of these that were identical, and there are only two of the like the one we have uh one lives in south africa now so i thought it'd be cool to do sort of a hemispherical collaboration at some oh point. that's a great and i am cool in communication idea. with these guys so there might be some version of that coming up at that's some point. awesome they were made for uh a hotel prague uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah sort yeah. of a yeah. replication of the hotel prague that's in, right in seoul okay so correct? i'll give you a little more background i know you're trying to skip it yeah the we system the system so the owner was from seoul Korea, and he fell in love with the, these Czechoslovakian beers, uh, Czech beers, and so in order to replicate them, he knew he needed a, a system that would do what these do. So he had them custom built for himself, and he owned a couple, or I guess he was about to own. He was building two restaurants, <laughs> and he wanted to build put one in each one. And this guy, I, I had a lot of money and a lot of obsession because he built a miniature replica of Castle Prague. <laughs> Wow. In the middle of Seoul, and then, <laughs> and then it's through this system, and you can look it up. It's called uh, Castle Praha in Seoul. You can just look <laughs> it up. Uh, you can see pictures of this system installed there. Um, turns out that taxation in, in Seoul it, it sort of prohibits you from making beer. It's a whole longer story, and he, he found it more profitable just to have it made in, in Czech Republic and sent over. So uh, he put it on the market. And, wow, and we were there, and the other person that was there now is in, in South Africa. So I guess there's four four countries in this story <laughs> That's that crazy. cover two brewing systems. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, so we can do we can make uh, traditional German lagers. Our Pirates Cove is our Hellas Lager, done the traditional way, and actually made it to the final table at the Great American Beer Festival last year. Wow! So uh, that's a le- that's a legitimate okay. competition. Yeah. It, there was 240 in the category. We were down to the final 10. So Holy we're, we're just we're an eyelash away from being potentially having the best lager in the United States. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. That's very cool. But we're 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 obsessed. Yeah. 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 Well, and I, like any art, honestly, the artist goes into it. Like I'm, as far as I'm like for me doing comedy. I go into it with the idea that I want to be the best. Like I want to, I want to do it better than anybody that's come before me. And like, obviously, that's not happening yet. But that's what we're going to continue to work at in order to get there. And I think that's cool to see other people that have that drive that want to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was just going to touch on that. I think for me, as somebody who's fairly new to learning about craft beer and understanding it, um, it's really cool to see the follow through, the passion, and each thing that you guys do here right and, you know? and i'll say for myself I, i'm not competing with anybody i, I yeah. i'm competing with myself with yourself at a level. yep yeah. yeah i i am like i said if if i were not owning a business i would dump every batch down the drain <laughs> not because it's not good but because it's not perfect you yeah. know what i mean i'm just obsessed <laughs> with this yeah we've talked to yeah. a few artists yeah. in the past that are uh I've said similar things you know um, yeah and i'm being a little bit uh dra- sure, yeah. dramatic about this but yeah no, but yeah, I mean that yeah. makes total sense, uh, and there's definitely 
listening to you speak about it, there's definitely several different parallels that I, I you know, that I see from other artists that we've spoken to. Yeah. And then and then hearing from you. Ooh, we got another beer getting passed around. We're gonna talk IPA. I'm gonna step aside for a second. I have to pee. so alex just poured our our hazy ipa so as as we're we're going down this uh this conversation that takes us all these traditional styles we do have to be relevant in the market and people like hazy ipas that's pretty popular right now it's a little popular yeah and it pays bills so ours has a certain fraction of blood orange in it and that pairs well with the hops that you use in this style uh, which themselves have sort of citrus and tropical uh, characters. But this one's been explosively popular. We seem not to be able to keep it on draft. Oh, really? And that, that's actually, we've heard, we've heard uh, from a past guest that we had on, too, that, um, how, how great this was. So Oh, yeah. Definitely, um, definitely have words, a reputation for it. So The word's out. Yeah. Yep. No, and that's, that's cool. I, like, a lot of people, they think of uh, your IPAs when they think of craft beer, especially right now. That's the kind of the, the popular thing, like you say, with uh, the generation that's getting into it, kind of. And um, it's cool to see, because um, that's honestly what got me into most of it. And Tommy always gave me crap yeah. about that. But I'm finding myself now really enjoying, like, oh, the stouts and, like, yeah. just trying these other types, too, and, like, really immersing myself in... Uh, trying out the different types uh even it's amazing to me like even looking at like because you have a the way you even pour the cask oh yeah which is um that's for your your english styles right Mm -hmm. so that that's a pump where you actually have to pump that over okay and just all these things just it's like a water well yeah Yeah, there was a time when we didn't have uh uh, pressurized like co2 to push out of the keg so so you had to create your own pressure with a pump like you would a water well yeah yeah yeah. Mm mm-hmm so Alex brought us, uh, like I said, he brought us this this uh, blood orange infused hazy, and and the thing about these hazy IPAs is they are delicious. Uh, don't get me wrong, uh, but they don't have a a loyal following. People yeah. that drink these, they want to try the next fruit. The next, yeah, yeah. the next and, thing, and, yeah. and that's great. It's kind of a different thing, and we'll continue to play that game too. Yeah. But we have no illusions that now we have a new flagship, even though it's yeah. our top seller this week. We, yeah. we know that that's just the nature it's of it. It's definitely the first that. IPA I've ever yeah. enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, it's enjoyable, <laughs> but like two weeks from now, everyone is like, okay, yeah. what else you got? Yeah, Where's yeah. your strawberry? I love, yeah. what, I love that on your on, menu. Man? It says, we love that we hate it. Or we hate that we love it. <laughs> and, that, and that might be my, my word. I, I think I can realize, I hate how much I love this beer. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, I'm drinking all these old school ones, but once in a while you find me hiding in a corner drinking one of these hazies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, and it's like, it's very interesting. I, for me, like, on, on the whole. AF. <laughs> it also says we squeeze this, our blood oranges until the juice ran down our legs. So, you know, we have reference. Yeah. That's awesome. It is tasty, though. It's it is really delicious. good. And lastly, we named it Blazy for Blood Orange Hazy, but also Blazy with an umlaut. Can pronounce it Blase. It's a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a hint on the, yeah. on the Hazy. Yeah, market, we don't take it too seriously. Yeah, yeah. but it's it sold. We'll make another batch or two of it, and we'll, we'll run out this this uh, 
and hype. Yeah, it's hot. It's hot. We're, it's we're, really I, I think hot. when I was in Madison last week, I sold like three new markets on. What do you got? And I oh. sampled this. And like, okay, we're taking that. Wow. We'll take so that. That's great. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Uh, using it as a Trojan horse. I like. I like getting into places yeah. with and it. And then being oh, able very to. Cool. Yeah. It's a good way our to look best at beers it. are have way more finesse than this. This yeah. is like fastballs. You know, just down the middle. People love seeing that. <laughs> yeah. But 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 like change ups and curveballs. You know, those. That's for me. I'm a baseball fan. You can tell. <laughs> yeah. But. But fastballs are just and home runs and that kind of stuff. That's that makes the game. Yeah, yeah. and this is like that. Uh, but baseball, going back to those analogies, it's yeah, much that's more an cerebral. Analogy, yeah, but it definitely makes sense. I also poured off our our double IPA, which is a different, you know, going down a different road. Yeah, there. You don't want to drink that right after the the yeah. blood orange. <laughs> uh, you, you do need a couple sips to get back from the blood orange. So as you're drinking that blood orange and you jump over to this, maybe place. we didn't do that in the right sequence. No, I should have left that to Allison. Does that one have more bitter? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. So you go back into the early 2000s. Uh, West Coast IPAs had a lot of bitter, and it got kind of out of hand. You know, to like the mid to the late 2000s, it got out of hand. People were just trying to be bitter to be bitter. <laughs> uh, but this, I think, is well balanced. Uh, it's it's about an eight and a half percent alcohol in that neighborhood, and uh, that helps that that residual sweetness that comes from that level of alcohol helps balance that that much bitterness. It's got some nice little, like, uh, there are hops in here that are dank. They, they remind you of marijuana. Uh, it's really popular for a lot of reasons. It also has some nice uh, citrus elements to it. This is, depending on who you ask, this could be our most popular beer. It's certainly in that top three or four, depending on who you would ask. And the people that drink this only drink this <laughs> there's some people that <laughs> i can almost taste. name a few of them one in particular <laughs> uh, one is sitting right here at the table <laughs> uh, yeah, this one too uh we have man this it's got a following it's an addictive person and don't ask the brewers here who have to make this because they have a a slightly different appreciation for the effort uh, that has to go into this because it, it does have a, a load of hops in it yeah uh, and it's a process so it's, it's delicious I, I think yeah. if you'd asked them a year ago or two years ago do we ever want this to become one of our flagships they say hell no please <laughs> no. do not promote it, that double and so i'm both a brewer and an owner and i can tell you that at inception i knew expected and hoped that this would become one of our flagships even though i knew exactly how yeah. much work it was going to take to make it I just, uh, I'm very passionate about this style. You know, I tell you about these, these uh, traditional English and German beers, but it turns out I have one other part of me to, to, to confess to, and that's these, the, the love for these California styles. And, and uh, this is, for me, the best one that we make in that category. Yeah. yeah. Again, I think it's cool. It's uh, another acknowledgement or throwback to a lot of the roots that you have and, and uh, at this point, from. this kind of beer 20 years ago, can we now call that traditional? Because, because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, so, right? 20 yeah, years yeah. goes by a lot If you get back enough. to the artwork, this thing's got a lot of roots now because the artwork on the label is from Chad Brady. We've got murals on our outside wall, a couple of them now by Chad Brady, who is sort of an iconic... Uh, muralist in Appleton, his works everywhere. So he's, you know. Yeah, there's definitely uh, some cool stuff outside the building. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, we can touch on that actually. I, I, that's something that totally, when you drive up to this place, you see that rock the vote. Um, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, mural. before you even see the building, you really can see that. Yeah, overlooking. Yeah, that direction. you kind of lock in. Yeah. Like, what is this? What's going on in here? Yeah. With that, yep. it's like that the mural. Jim Morrison in Venice Beach kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's kind of become um, a bit of a staple. For sure. 
Damn it, Alex! Why'd you pour this? Because oh, I'm, I, I, <laughs> so, so when you pour 547, <laughs> two ounces is not enough. So, well, yeah. You're right. I I will not disagree with that. <laughs> 20 ounces is probably too much. Uh, so quickly, 547. Why 547, buddy? Where did that come from? That's the address of the tornado in San Francisco. Uh, that's our little bit of trivia. Uh, tornado is where I first had this beer. Wow. 2000. It's I don't know. Hate four. Street? Right, yeah, uh, hate and Ashbury down, yeah. in, and that's pretty famous for all of the social reasons. You yeah, know, right. There, there's a lot of gay presence there. There's counterculture. Yeah, around, yeah. There's a lot of artistic uh, uh, culture there. It, it's it's a whole thing. But San Francisco is my favorite city in the world. Mine too. I, 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 that's I, awesome. My God, San Francisco. I, so I, I all but have a Giants there. tattoo on me. I was I saw <laughs> them win the, the World Series in O or ten, I guess it was. Oh wow! Yeah, I that's was there. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other. I, I love the Giants. I love San Francisco. I love the culture there, the food, the the openness about that community. It's just, it's just incredible. Yeah, there's so much diversity. Oh, it's the best. There's nothing like San Francisco. That's I agree. Awesome. I've been there too. I spent yeah. some time at the Presidio before. It oh, very was changed cool. Over, so they they give a, a shit, right? A I lived in Santa Cruz for three years, so yeah, I yeah. spent a lot of time up there. So yeah, yeah, not very far. I mean, it's expensive as hell. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I can't Jesus. afford to live there. Yeah, but, <laughs> but the community cares. Yeah, it cares a lot. Uh, how did I? So five forty seven is the the address of that of of the, very the tornado. Cool. That's awesome. And if anyone likes beer. There's two places in the United States you have to go. One is the Tornado, and the other is the Brick Skeller in Washington, D.C. There's absolutely no better place to try beer in the entire United States. Now, I'm saying that after having not been to every place in the United States, but every place that I've been to, <laughs> yeah. they're, it's, they're absolutely unparalleled. Right, and I think yeah. there's evidence at this point that you know a little bit about what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, there's, there's 10,000 bars I haven't been to. Yeah. So. It's true. Yeah. But no, but this, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. So th- those are pretty good bookends there, that, that, that West Coast versus that Hazy. Sure, yeah. Those are totally different beers. My preference is obviously towards that West Coast, but the Hazy is, is really popular, and, I, and I, I confess to having had a few of those myself. Yeah, I mean, it just it's um, not what I expected when, when you said IPA. Yeah. I was definitely expecting the bitterness. and yeah. Uh, that's just I don't know the way that lingers is always I've always given him a lot of shit for yep. it you know because he loves them yeah. no. and, well, that's uh, what got me uh, like really started with yeah. uh, craft beer was that well like any but a lot of people in Wisconsin um, Spotted Cow was really what opened a lot of doors I think and then you yep. start finding yourself like what's up Blue Bobber was the other like one and I was like yep. oh let's try this you know yep. and that um, then I find myself really just like immersing a little bit in uh Appleton Beer Factory, they had a lot of, uh, and I, Lion's Tail yeah, and was another one. Lion's Tail was where I started. Yeah. yeah, and like mm-hmm. I was very, like when they opened up, um, I remember going there and walking in and thinking I loved just the whole, yeah. the vibe in that place too. Yeah. There's so many cool. Yeah, like, and, and that's the thing, you know, I, I don't know if it's conscious or not, but it, for me, it, it's natural, but it's also, I'm also aware of it, that we all have these personalities. And, and I think it's important that we all lean into those, that we become who we are, yeah, have yeah, our own identities, sure. to, oh, yeah. to set ourselves apart, not better or worse, just no, to be different places. To be working all yeah. Well, and I think and that kind of uh, strengthens, you know, um, the involvement and inclusion of all, you know, the different brewers in the area and your guys and selves included, you know. I think it just speaks to um, how, how cool of a thing that is to have. Right, right. Alex, what'd you pour? It, <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> it's, 
Is this a, a little cloudy? I, I don't know what I'm doing behind the bar pouring off of these. I've never been trained here like I should have been, so he's is probably this, uh, crying. But is there a pale ale? Black sheep. Uh, yeah, okay, so this is on cask. It is on cask. Okay. So I thought we, we touched on the beer engine briefly, uh-huh. so we should get a little bit more into the beer engines and the and the cask condition ales yeah. that we do and, here. And if you wouldn't mind, uh, like I said earlier, the, the art of the pour. Yeah. It'd be interesting to hear a little bit about that. So, yeah, I mean, I think... So back in the day, there was there was this profession called uh, the publican. Uh, the publican was the guy, the person, the woman that, well, let's be honest, back in 100, 200 years ago, women weren't allowed to do this stuff. And that's a whole other conversation because women actually have made more beer than than men throughout history. Yeah. The, 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 there's this <laughs> term awesome. called Brewster that refers to them. I digress, but the people that would take these bars, or the, these beers at the bars, were called publicans. And their job was to care for that beer. Uh, their job was to take it, and actually, they would get these these casks. They were called firkins. We still do that here. And they would they would open them up, and they would add sugar and yeast and hops and stuff, and they'd seal them back up, and that beer would continue to uh, to mature. And then they would tap it when the time was right, and they would dispense it correctly, all this stuff. And I only bring all this up just to contextualize how we've lost the art of the poor, yeah. right? Because because the art of the poor connects back with the receiving of that of that beer taking care of it before you even get to the poor and so there's like this movement now that it's sort of niche it's uh called cicerone certification it's based in chicago of all places and when you hear about places and you see these signs that say we're cicerone certified take that very seriously because they they know how to treat the beer when it arrives they know how to uh to tap it to pour it and, and pouring it on that side of, the, of it, it's about keeping the glass clean. I can't say that enough. You just got to be clean. If you have lipstick on your glass, it, that'll break down the bubbles and, and destroy it. And then if you have dirt on the inside, you'll see these little air bubbles. And if you ever see an air bubble in your glass, that's not a clean glass. And if ever I see one here, I tell guys, just pull it right back across the bar and give them a fresh one. Because that's, for me, a hallmark of not having a clean glass. Uh, so you got So the art of the pour involves all these things. You got to make sure the beer is ready. You got to make sure the glass is clean, and then and then the dispense involves some. Uh, you got to have the right. You got to have the right gas, the right pressures, and the right uh, technique to pour it. It's not as trivial as it might seem. You know, playing a chord. You guys are musicians. You can play a chord, but how you play that chord, it's all in that nuance. It's all yeah, in that. Right. Sure. Yeah, how you execute it, and and I can't really, in in some ways, answer that verbally. I'm gonna have to show you. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, you know, like um, I do hibachi. Like I'm a hibachi chef. Okay. And um, there's definitely times that I'll serve food where like inside i'm like man that might be the best steak i cooked yet like yeah you know so do you have that when you set a glass up there and you see it okay when when i so when i'm behind the bar and and honestly and and i gotta own this i i don't work very much behind the bar so my 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 praise to those that that do because you know working with the public can be challenging it's it's labor you know oh yeah yeah yeah. so uh, my hat's off to my staff for doing that but when i'm up here for me, every single glass is like plating, like a like a chef. You know, a chef's yeah. thinking about what it looks like and, and that could, that presentation. You know, right down to the fact that I that I do my best to draw like uh, uh, like shamrock and all of our stouts oh, yeah, on, the, cool. on the nitro pour. Uh, I'm obsessed with it, you know, and I can't expect everyone to be at that level of obsessed. Sure, but I hope, yeah. I'm hoping that there's some rubbing off here that they're learning from me. 
uh, it's everything, you know. I and and we're working towards even making it even better because we're not going to we're not going to stop making that experience better and better in terms of the best pint you can get. Honestly, I think out in the state of Wisconsin, it's the the best beer. If you like these traditional styles, why why can I? I don't want to. So oh, why fuck it up? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like in the last yeah, six seconds. Tell right? you want to say it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why why you fuck it up? Fuck. <laughs> so so we we spent six weeks. Why fuck it up in the last six seconds? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, that's so, awesome. I, again, I think that's just another um, show of the passion behind it and and what makes it. And you know, I guess. Um, it's part of identity. It's respecting the beer. Yeah. It really comes yeah, down to just doing through. the best you can with, you know, with what you know about the science and the art of, of brewing and then, you know, giving the customer the best they can possibly get. And, yeah. And we, we well, do and as somebody who grew up understanding beer in dive bars in a dirty mug. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like frozen mugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have yeah. nightmares. Oh, I that, wake up the whole <laughs> night. <laughs> when frozen Allison mugs. gets here, ask her and about chill mugs. someone that used yeah. to have. I used to go to these dive bars. I love dive bars. Yeah, Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. I, I love them. Yeah. Uh, but I used to go to them and just demand or expect these frozen mugs. Now everything I know. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. <laughs> Do not. Please. But as somebody yeah. coming from that and understanding my, my, my beer knowledge is limited, right? Uh, to getting to go through this process with you guys and hear, uh, I guess, primarily the passion, it gets me excited to learn more about it, um, to appreciate that that you put into it, all that you put into it, you know? Yeah, and I hope that everybody feels like they can just come here and just fucking drink the beer. Yeah. You know, I don't want anyone to feel like, okay, I got to learn a little something before yeah, I can no, drink the beer. No. I hope people just come here and just drink it. And then those that want then maybe to, they start asking questions. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. happened for me. Yeah. I've been here a couple of times yeah. and didn't know. Why does this taste so good? What am, yeah. I, what am I experiencing no, I that I haven't experienced before, right? Yeah. And now I'm it. sitting here with you guys and like, uh, yeah. like I said, it's, it's, it's a cool journey. It's cool to see it and experience it and learn it, you know? Well, yeah. It's funny even, like, because from interviewing your your wife to hearing the things that you have to say, too, yeah. how much that you two have see eye to eye with a lot of these Well, things. she's my partner in, yeah. on all levels, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I debrief with her on, on the daily. And yeah. This is our first baby. You know, we, we had uh, this brewery is our first born, and, and then we had our second born, <laughs> our, if you will, a year later, almost yeah. nine months the day when we opened it, <laughs> wow, to be honest. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, right. So, we have two kids, and so we talk about them both all the time. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really cool way to look at it. Yeah. And, and, the, and the second kid will know how to brew beer by the time she's five. <laughs> she's already cleaning the tap kid. room. The second Looking kid knows glasses. more terminology than ninety nine percent of the people in, in, the, in the world about. about She's going to be beer. schooling the employees here. That's soon. awesome. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So did we? We talked about the American Pale Ale and how it differs differs from the other Pale Ales. Yeah. So you know what's funny is here's the funny thing. This is a special Firkin, a special cask ale yeah. that I haven't tried yet. So this is our this is our pale ale on Azaka hops, some special hops. So we so we have these little kegs that we can put in special hops and put in the beer and let it sit on it for a little while, and and then we run it through our beer engine. It's a really fun method to just infuse flavors and taste them. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so actually, really nice. I'm actually yeah. sitting here kind of like taking notes as we're talking. Yeah, just a. You know, we always like to touch on the art. The label artwork from this one is from Julie Jillick, who's also another local artist extraordinary. Uh, she has a mural outside, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg mural, the notorious RGB. 
but she's got stuff around town and um she's pretty exceptional so yeah well, we got her on and uh yeah we're always looking for artists i think we'll get uh Edineo, who's also done some artwork around here he does murals with classes of different uh school-aged kids and um i think eventually we'll get him in but yeah chad brady's been on um I try to court every artist I possibly can in the community so that they oh, get, yeah, a little, that's awesome. yeah. they get a little can time, basically. And, but and but some of these labels, they are, they are organic. It might be an existing work. The, the, our public house pint label is the stained glass window, and you can tell the story about where that came from and how we got it, but it's so iconic to the identity yeah. of this brewery in, in the tap room that I was like, well, this makes sense. This is our Irish stout. This is really an iconic beer. Let's just put uh, the stained glass window in because it really sh- it really tells the story of sort of that um, public house setting and just like people communing and which is what this and it's place a gorgeous is all about. Piece. And it it's is a really gorgeous beautiful. piece yeah. for those of you that uh, have no idea what it looks like and you probably won't because you're just listening to this. <laughs> make it in here because yeah, definitely, definitely stop. The down. whole yeah. experience of and, it all is amazing. And I'm going to tap out in a minute here, but yeah, I wanted yep. but I wanted to make sure that Alex gets uh, the recognition he deserves because he's not just the one, you know, just he's not just some kind of a, a portal to these artists. He's, he's, he's really good about, uh, it's, not, it's not boilerplate what he does. He's, he's, he does really invest himself in that art community. It's not just these labels. You know, sure. he, he does Sculpture Valley and he's, he's invested uh, with all sorts of media. Media? media. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, he's invested. He's not just the guy that just makes labels around here. Yeah, and yeah. again, it shows um, in the relationship that, that you guys have and uh, just his uh, passion and excitement and, well, he, yeah. it, and the, contribution. The fact that, that he refers to everything as our beers and stuff, too. It's like, oh, you guys are all, you know, yeah, you're all in this. Hi. Yeah. But, yeah, um, Thank you so much for your time. Uh, do you think you can explain a little bit of the glass uh, to oh, us? Oh, she's got that. Yeah. All oh, right. We'll, we'll let <laughs> yeah. her. Okay. We'll, we'll, uh, which is actually arrived, cool because so. we're hitting about the hour mark right now. So. Okay. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks for, for having me, guys. Yeah. yeah thanks for a sure. lot, Thank, man. thank you very really much, Bobby. And, yeah. Uh, great sure. talking to you. Definitely. Um, I think uh, that might have been maybe part of the reason why some of this stuff went down to get you an opportunity to get on here. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. right. So there never was a failed recording, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like you say, I think your wife sabotaged it for us to get in and try these beers (laughs) off the tap, too. Because this is amazing. Like, thank you. Cool. We'll enjoy the rest of it. Uh, I'll catch up with you guys down the road. Yes, thank you very much. Cheers.